0: And for this, definitely, you know, breeds in containers, cans, uh, jerry cans, like even you know, the tires. If it got established
1: in the African setting, then we would have malaria taking place both in the rural areas and urban areas, and that would be a huge problem.
2: And, And this is because mosquitoes know no borders, so action needs to be decisive, disciplined, and sustained.
3: Welcome back to Africa Science Focus. I'm your host this week, Sally Amutabi. In this program, we investigate warnings that Africa has just months to react to an invasive malaria mosquito that scientists say could put 125 million city dwellers across Africa at risk. Michael Kaloki reports.
4: I'm walking here on the streets of Nairobi, the capital of Kenya. Over the years, malaria has been a concern for the authorities here in Kenya and several other countries in sub-Saharan Africa. Now there is an Asian mosquito known as Anopheles stefensi that has been identified in the Horn of Africa. The Anopheles stefensi is one of the few malaria mosquitoes that is known to thrive in urban areas, and experts are worried that it could quickly spread across the continent. So what is known about anopheles stephansii and what can be done to manage it?
2: Hi, my name my name is Marta Maya. I am a medical entomologist working with the Camry Welcome Trust research program in Kilifi, Kenya.
4: Marta, your main research interests include malaria vector bionomics, control and surveillance. What do you know about Anopheles stefensi?
2: Anopheles stefensi is an age, traditionally an Asian mosquito. It has been found in the, in the Horn of Africa. It was introduced around 2012 in Djibouti and in, it is currently spreading across the, the Horn of Africa and it may represent a very big problem for urban areas in Africa. Unlike the African vectors Anophilus gambia and um, Anophilus funestus, which breed very well in rural areas and not so well in, in more polluted and urbanized areas, Anophilus stevens is well adapted to urban dwellings. And because it breeds in containers, areas where malaria um, is no longer a big problem may see a resurgence in transmission due to this invasive mosquito. Also, Anophilus humanzii are are quite adaptable. Um, They may feed on humans or animals, depending on their availability. They also feed uh, regularly outdoors during twilight hours. And so what we currently use against uh, malaria vectors, which is um, mainly bed nets and indoor residual spraying, these interventions may not be adequate to control this new invasive species. And even the traditional surveillance methods... um, which consists mainly of placing traps inside households they may, may not be the best method to uh, monitor this vector because of their of their biting behavior so far there has been little
3: research on the behavior of anopheles deficiens in sub-saharan africa as dr meshesha barku the vector monitoring director at the vector link project in ethiopia explains
0: we have, in fact, a gap in understanding its resting behaviour because, you know, the surveillance methods we have are not efficient for studying the behaviour of anaphylocity, and the adult behaviour. Um, but we know that it rests in animal shelters. It is associated to uh, cattle and goats.
4: Doctor, are there any characteristics that make Anopheles stefensi unique as a vector?
0: Um, Yes, Uh, there are four. I can say that there are four factors. One is its adaptation to new environments. You know, the recent history, even to Djibouti, where the temperature is very high, and even in the eastern part of uh, Ethiopia, uh, which has a similar uh, environment to that of Djibouti. And the other factor is it is breeding in artificial containers, you know. And the other one is it, fe- it is feeding behavior, you know. It feeds both on cattle and goat and humans. And this helps it, is, you know, to increase its density and abundance and to also to increase its efficiency as a vector. Uh, the other one is uh, studies in Ethiopia showed that in laboratory and field studies, the infection rate is very high. sporozoite infection rate is highly susceptible to uh, parasite infections. Even it is more susceptible than Anopheles arabensis.
3: New mosquito species only pose a health risk if they are able to spread local malaria parasites. To the surprise of researchers, the Asian mosquito Anopheles stephensi appears to be highly efficient at this, adapting quickly to its local environment.
4: Mesha, you noted that Anopheles stephensi is resistant to the conventional insecticides that we're currently using on the continent at the moment. Does that mean then it poses um, a high risk of spreading malaria Um Around the continent, generally,
0: uh, we can speculate that, but we don't have information for the moment. Uh, what we can say at this time is that it is spread; it, it, uh, it invaded urban areas, and implementation of intervention in urban areas is very difficult because you know people are, are not willing. For even you know we have an insecticide, which could uh, mm, uh, be implemented for these species. But in fact, you know there are new insecticides like sumiShield and falodoraFugin. We don't know yet, you know, if these insecticides will work for Anopheles defense. And the other one is, you know, needs As I said, it is highly resistant to exercise for pain nets, but the good thing is that there is also uh, an opportunity to, to use nets, but you know, uh, in urban areas, people don't tend you know, to use nets, you know, and for one thing, utilisation is very low, and, and the other thing is accessibility is also very low. Uh, that's what I, we can say about this.
4: Next, I'll be speaking to Professor Clifford Mutero from Kenya. Professor Mutero is the coordinator of the Integrated Vector Management Project within the International Centre of Insect Physiology and Ecology's Malaria Programme. Anopheles Stefansi has been identified in some countries like Ethiopia and Djibouti. What do you feel would be the most appropriate and immediate steps that need to be taken by these countries?
1: The- Countries need to set up surveillance systems, vector surveillance systems, so that they can uh, locate where this species is um, uh, spreading. They can do that quickly if those systems are working. And that would enable them to direct the resources in a strategic manner because if it uh, gets distributed all over the country, then it becomes very difficult to control.
3: Matamaya agrees with Professor Mutero.
2: They have to make sure that they have um, adequate teams in place who can recognize this vector and can sound the alert. And um, also in terms of um, capacity within the laboratories to do molecular work to find out um, is this to, to confirm that this is Steven's eye because they might be confused with the with the uh, local vectors? I think this capacity needs to be there and once they do find these vectors they have to have uh, an again the capacity to targetedly control them and this can be done through uh larviciding because they we know that they breed in containers so very much what we see with uh vectors of dengue and and chikungunya that also breed in containers so the same type of larviciding efforts need to be done um and, and basically, you need a think tank. You need people who are involved, uh, scientists who are involved with the public health authorities, helping monitor the ecology and the behavior of this vectors to, to prevent that it, that it spreads.
4: Are neighboring countries and governments across the region are aware that Anopheles defensi has been identified and could potentially spread?
1: Uh, many of them are now aware through the National Malaria Control Programmes. And the way it happens is that those programs normally work with research institutions and information is uh, being published even as we speak on uh, this species. Many research institutions have responded to the World Health Organizations a lot for this particular species. So the first peer-reviewed scientific papers have started appearing, and the, the governments in Ethiopia, um, Djibouti, Sudan, as well as in uh, East Africa, Kenya, Uganda, Tanzania, they are aware.
3: The World Health Organization raised the alarm on urban malaria transmission in 2019, highlighting the need for aggressive action against Anopheles stephensi as a top priority. It describes the species as a major potential threat to malaria control and elimination in Africa. So, while experts prepare to battle the mosquito in the field, efforts are progressing in the lab to eradicate malaria once and for all.
4: And as you might be aware, a partnership has been forged to work on an mRNA malaria vaccine, which it is hoped will be produced in Africa How could this help in the fight against malaria?
1: We've for a long time been looking for new tools to combat malaria. We've got those that take care of the mosquito. We've got the curative uh, drugs for the disease. We have not been lucky with a vaccine. It's been elusive. And yet this, if it uh, was available could change, could be the game changer?
2: I think this is great news. Um, firstly, I think um, vaccines are the most cost-effective public health intervention. Um, the development of a malaria vaccine is is a great challenge and the more groups and the, the, the more new technologies that um, are explored that may work um on this on this terrible disease that it high, hi, uh, hires the chances of success so I think this is this is absolutely fantastic. Um, the COVID-19 pandemic showed us that with the right partners and the right political will there's enormous achievements that can be made in relatively short periods of time. The transfer of mRNA technology to malaria vaccine development is fantastic, although um, it is not guaranteed to work. I think that um, before we get excited, we still need to acknowledge that there's still a lot of research that needs to be done and a lot of clinical trials that, are going to, that, that lie ahead. Um, the fact that the vaccine potentially will be made in Africa, I think this is great, um, but I think that this could be a... Uh, an opportunity for even other vaccines, not just mRNA vaccines to be done in Africa. There, there's a need for capacity so that we don't rely on, um, on third party countries to, 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 prov- to provide or to produce the vaccines that Africa needs. Um, there is already a lot of capacity in the veterinary field. It is now just a question of political will uh, to transfer this capacity or to, or, or to mimic this capacity within the human, human field.
3: That was Mata Maya ending our update on Anopheles Stefensi. That's it for Africa Science Focus this week. In our penultimate episode of this season, you can catch up on the rest of the season with your favorite podcast app. Today's program was produced by Harrison Lewis and edited by Ruth Douglas, with reporting from Michael Kaloki. Africa Sense Focus is produced by Side of Net and distributed in association with your local radio station. I'm Sally Amutabi. See you again next week. This program was funded by the European Journalism Centre through the European Development Journalism Grant Program with support from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation.